Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time for Advanced Analytics. Hello, greetings, hola, from Madrid. Man, my life is exciting, eh? God, I'm traveling all around the world these days. Um, I've been in Spain scouting uh, the number one pick, the projected number one pick in the NBA draft. Um, Paul, you've been doing some research this week? Yeah, I've been just like doing some Googling and stuff. Paul's been doing some Googling and stuff. What were you going to say? Just to New Zealand, but the internet, man, it's as good as being in Spain. No, it's not. No, it is not. I'll tell you that right now. Um, let's start with the Week in Review. Week in Review. Okay, I actually just look at my sheet now. I didn't actually write down many things that have happened this week. Um, mm. Should we talk about Clay Thompson and Clay Theism? Yeah. I think he's been big in the news um, uh, this week. And I just, I just reckon he's an inspirational guy. Yeah. Have you so 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 two Clay Thompson stories this week? One is that um, uh, he fell into the fat, st- the stands at a game, and uh, I think it was uh, in Milwaukee, and uh, um, a, a dude in the crowd um, called him a bitch. Mm. So he um, he and other players got really really upset about it, and the guy yeah. got kicked out. I wouldn't say. And um, uh, Clay Clay didn't get that upset. He was like. I think he said, whoa, chill. <laughs> he said, um, I just found it unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> but um Which is quite a good uh yeah, quite a good quite a classic answer from yeah. him, eh? It was a, it, the whole thing was I thought very funny. So the guy leans forward and yells that at him, and then he's like, Whoa, chill. And then um <laughs> and then David West is like uh he's like, Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. uh, I gotta be honest with you, I kind of wish there was more um, unfriendly, like, they actually tell you before NBA games, you know, do not direct, like, like, I I don't think there should be, like, blatant swearing and stuff, because it's like, you know, there's kids there and stuff, but there should be more, like, aggression hostility. I'm here in Madrid, just wanted to drop that in one more time, and at the Real Madrid game I was just at, they're like, they're kind of like the Los Angeles Lakers of Europe in a way, real Mm. glamour team, and even at their games they have like a um a huge plastic tunnel like 20 meters long um that that gets extended out it's kind of like an airport a thing that goes connects to a plane almost um a a sky bridge i don't know why i'm using that analogy a huge plastic roof that comes out um during uh half time so the players can run down without having stuff thrown at them yeah and that's the kind of attitude i like in basketball yeah it does there are and so there needs there are yeah. good storylines sometimes when it does happen. Like, uh, do you remember a few years ago in the playoffs when the Hornets were playing the Heat and there was the purple shirt man in the first row. He was sitting courtside for the Charlotte Hornets. 
and yeah. uh, he was talking trash to Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne Wade just yeah. came through big time and hit like three threes to win the game, and then um, <laughs> and then was bantering back with Purple Shirt Man, and uh, and I still remember the commentary where um, uh, what's his name, the guy who used to coach the Golden State Warriors, uh, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson was like. Purple shirt, man. Take a seat, and um, <laughs> and uh, and Charlotte Hornet fans were genuinely like so upset with this one guy who um, who lit a fire in Dwayne Wade and lost yeah, it. It was like yeah. it was like it was like the deciding game of the series. I'm pretty sure. And I, I saw uh, an update on Purple Shirt Man the other day. Was that he? Um, <laughs> he heard of this guy. He. I'm pretty sure he was wearing like a. Um, Oh, he was wearing like a thing tied around his head as round, like like an almost like a ninja turtle headband. But um, except it didn't go over his eyes, I don't think. But uh, someone said that after that game, he he hasn't been going back to games anymore. That like ended his. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. It's so sad. <laughs> I'd hate I'd hate to be that. Like I'd hate to think that everyone was judging me in any way. Surely he's not that recognizable. Like, I'd never even heard of the guy. Let's just say he can't wear any purple shirts anymore. That's for sure. Um, the other thing Clay Thompson got mentioned in is he went for the three-point. Um, he had the three-point record for most consecutive threes made, and it's a terrible record. I hate how in mon- – I know it's not that bad, I guess, but like in modern statistics, I guess it's kind of an ESPN thing. They just pull out like – they'll be like, the Warriors haven't lost a game on a Sunday since 1994. So that's not true. The Warriors have lost a lot of games. Anyway, they just pull out like ridiculous – like LeBron has the most – points um in madison square garden for someone under the age of 32 born in the 1990 no okay i can't make up a good stat yeah, yeah. I, know what you mean. I know what you mean that clay thompson had this record that it's been bounced around i think steph curry had it and then um uh that white guy for the <laughs> uh Cavs had it kyle corver i was gonna call him um ashton kutcher yeah, I was going to say Austin Kushner because I forgot what his name was. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Cole Corver uh, had it, and now Clay Thompson had it. Most games with a three made, which I guess is kind of cool. And he'd gone for like 70 games or something, and uh, he missed out on the record, and he didn't even know that he had it. And um, <laughs> uh, he only con- he only attempted two in the game, so obviously he wasn't mm. clearly wasn't. You know, normally people go, I yeah. don't even, I don't care about stats or anything. Like Steph Curry, yeah, when he lost the record, he attempted ten threes. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that. He and went, um, he went down, it was only t- went down swinging. Yeah, and uh, Clay Thompson uh, jacked up two, and uh, went out with the record. But he was he was like he was like it's okay or something like that. Like he had yeah. like a again a real great response. And I've got to be honest with you, I kind of don't like the way people fetishize Clay Thompson. Gets a bit weird, but I I am becoming a, a convert to um, clay theism. Like, yeah. just his every time you hear him saying something or read a quote from him, mm. he just is so relaxed and so chill. Yeah, it is quite like a good way to like live your life. Yeah, it's great. Um, he, uh, like, I was thinking about him the other day. How a lot of other like because he's like a star player. Basically, he's a very good yeah. player. And like a lot yeah. of players, like obviously he he's kind of taken quite a back seat in terms yeah. of being behind Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and kind of Draymond yeah. Green. Like in terms of all star votes, 
you know, he, he, yeah. he I don't know, is he going to miss out maybe? Um, Probably. But they should, the Warriors should have four players. And, uh, was Draymond Green saying it the other day, though? I was like, yeah, of course you'll send that Draymond. You're the fourth. Yeah, but, um, but I was just saying how, like, a lot of other star players would not have that at all. They'd be like, I need to be no. traded. And um, and He's that's the, why the I think the Warriors are good is that they're kind of selfless, but and Clay's yeah. like the ultimate in that. In terms, well, of they're just, also good because they um have four all stars, you know. Yeah, but, but no, they, yeah, you're they right. Didn't, they didn't when they started. They had, if it's not salary cap, players. it's normally egos that break great teams up. Um, I don't like when people talk about how the they're only good because they've got four all-stars because what came first, the the goodness or the all-stars? You know, Kevin Durant. Well, three all-stars and, no. and then Kevin Durant, yeah. No, 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 no. They had no all-stars. Yeah. And then oh, they, they developed three. What? No, no, but... They developed three all-stars yeah, yeah. and then Kevin Durant came. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> um... Like, I don't like when people call them a super team because... You're good? Yeah, I'm good. But it's just... It's not fair to call them a super team. They like, were... No, they were organic. Yeah, but now... But when they got Kevin Durant, they kind of are a super team a little bit. No, I disagree. you got to remember they also have, like, all these, like, like ring chasers, like David West and... Um, I guess uh, Swaggy P isn't really a ring chaser, but, you know, like, they're kind of, like, stacked in that way as well. I don't know. Anyway. Um... Uh, they're diff, yeah, they're 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 semi organic. Um, the other the other super team I want to talk about, Cleveland Cavs. Um, I just want to talk briefly about Isaiah Thomas because he seems. I always thought it was a weird a weird trade. Like they did, I guess, the best they could with a player who desperately wanted to leave. And I'm guessing, as opposed to make things work, like Lamarcus Aldridge and the Spurs, LeBron was just like get rid of him, so they got rid of him. But like. They've now got Isaiah Thomas, and they're a team that was built to beat the the Golden State Warriors. And then they've now the the one strength they had over um, Golden State was probably that they could um, you know isolate Steph Curry. And now they've got another player who um, you know is, is as much of a weakness, if not more of a weakness, on defense than Steph Curry. Like it's kind of he just seems like such a bad fit for um that team so i want to talk about a bit about isaiah thomas and like how he's been a bit shaky i mean he's he's just coming back from an injury but yeah. still he hasn't I, he's I, jacking up I a lot of like shots i definitely f- saw this coming and he might come right but just by looking at the other celtics players who got traded uh mm. but two of the other two of whom i had so last year on my fantasy team i had mm. isaiah thomas jay crowder and avery bradley and they were great mm. And then this year, Isaiah Thomas obviously kind of blew up, and so his price skyrocketed because I got him for a steal the last few years. Uh, mm. And was the draft before or after he got traded? After. Um, but so his price was high, even though he's with the Cavs and he was coming off a big injury. Yeah, I think so. But anyway, maybe okay. maybe it wasn't that much higher, but just. I knew that his work. He, I, I thought he was going to be worth less this year, but um, hmm. here's the thing: I took Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley, and they were so disappointing. Like Jay Crowder, I cut after a couple of weeks because I was like, he's just not the same guy. And then Avery yeah. Bradley, I managed to trade luckily, um, and 
and like it's starting to look like maybe those guys it was like because they were in a great system at the Celtics is the yeah. reason they were I'm sure doing so well because now look at I, I think I, I yeah no you go no I was just gonna say I think Avery Bradley's probably gonna go out like an idiot but um yeah well he's like Jay Jay Crowder's gonna come right you reckon I I, I say this every week on the podcast I think but mm. I think Jay Crowder's gonna come right. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure the Cavs aren't going to be that bad. I just my point is that even if Isaiah Thomas comes right and is a good offensive player, he's still such a defensive liability. And you got to remember they've got Kevin Love as well, so they've got two defensive liabilities yeah. on their like I guess crunch time team. And like oh, it's just I mean I mean I know uh, what's his name was too um, Kyrie, but I'm guess Kyrie could probably at least was kind of big and like normal, not a freakish little midget man. Yeah. Um, I've told the story before about how I didn't know who Isaiah Thomas was when I first saw him play live and it, he was playing for Phoenix Suns and I genuinely thought he was either the owner's son who'd come along to like get to shoot around with the players because I was there like an hour early and there's just like little shoot around or some sort of ball boy who was just wearing gear very similar to the players. Like I just could not believe that that was an, a player. That's very funny. Yeah. and But no, but you, you've got to see him live because like on TV, it doesn't even do him justice. The dude is tiny and um, it, yeah. it really is like on, it, it's fine because on offense, he carries his weight or he's not at the moment, but like if he comes right, he'll make some threes and he can get into the paint. But um yeah, he's just so small on defense. It's like Steph Curry has the same problem, but at least Steph is like agile and gets steals. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Thomas doesn't even try. It's just a, oh, mm. and he's injured. I've, oh, it's I've kind of, Yeah, I I felt like I was a big Isaiah Thomas fan, like when he was with the Celtics, but I've definitely really soured on him this year. And it doesn't help that he yeah. now plays for my least favorite team, but also just I feel like everything he says just really annoys me, and and I feel like he's <laughs> he, he thinks like. I feel like he's got. A, I mean, I guess most NBA players probably have uh, an yeah. overinflated ego, but just the way he talks about how like Boston, it's like he's the greatest player to ever play in Boston. It's like he gave them one yeah. good year, basically, or, <laughs> and like they've, nah. they've instantly gotten better with him leaving. <laughs> and yeah, uh, no, but, no, but, and he's like he's there yeah. like he didn't want them to play his um, welcome back video because he wasn't going to mm. play. And so now yeah. he's had it moved to the night where Paul Pierce is getting his jersey retired. I don't know. I just, yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. No. So, but in his defense, though, Boston did screw him. Yeah. Um, but, that's pretty rough trade. But um, I, I feel bad for him, like, because I feel like he possibly will never get back to those heights again. And oh, mm. it's a bit sad. But, but like, Boston have got sports goes. Boston are the best team in the East right now. So yeah. it's like surely you can understand why they why they do it. I can. Raptors coming for them, baby. Um, we the North. <laughs> Can't believe I just said that. Just erase that from the podcast. No, um, to be positive, though, uh, Ben Simmons. I oh, I shouldn't have said that like that. I was trying to make this more exciting. I'm surprised no one's talking about Ben Simmons. Everyone's talking about Ben Simmons. Ah, uh, I thought no one was talking about Ben Simmons. Uh, no, he's like everyone's saying he's going to be Rookie of the Year. He can't. Came, well, right now he's not number one on ESPN or NBA's um, rookie rankings. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like, okay, I, I, I may have come at this. I'm, this take might not be as hot as I thought it was. Ben Simmons, obviously, drafted at university. Huge, huge prospect. Um, 
you know, he's been compared to LeBron James his whole career, played summer league, was good, and um, like clearly got like the X Factor talent. Um, yeah. But then got injured and set out his first, whole first season. I don't know if he's ruined his eligibility for Rookie of the Year or what. Is he? Is, is no, he? I don't no, know. No, no, no. He's up for it. He's still. He's managed to maintain his eligibility, right? Um, and then this year he came. Everyone was like, "He's great," and now people just take him for granted. And I think this thing is interesting because everyone's talking about Laurie Mark- Mackinnon, Mackinnon, and uh, Donovan Mitchell, yeah, who are getting all this buzz, and they're just guys who are putting up ba- points on bad teams. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, ben Simmons. ben Simmons at the moment, if I just Google it, is averaging 17 points. And that's amazing mm. considering he can't shoot. Like, he's bound to get better at that. 17 points, uh, eight rebounds, seven assists, um, two steals, and a block a game. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's good. He's, like, complete. To put that in perspective, LeBron James in his rookie year averaged uh four more points but less rebounds and assists yeah and ben simmons is on a better team and his team is much better than donovan mitchell or laurie laurie markinen's and like i don't even like ben simmons and don't doesn't seem like a super cool guy what was your take on him your take was like you didn't like you were upset with his like his favorite movie or something yeah i was it was it was on the (laughs) when they first got drafted they did a rookie ama on nba reddit and someone yeah. said, um, what's your favorite thing on Netflix uh, to anyone? Mm. And his response was Batman versus Superman, which at the time, <laughs> at the time, it, it has since been added to Netflix, but at the time was a very recent film that was not on Netflix yeah. and was also <laughs> famously not a great movie. Um, yeah. And yeah. So that's hilarious. Funny. It's it's so funny, sports people's movies. They normally just like the last big action blockbuster that was that's aimed mainly at kids. And not even when I say last big blockbuster, I don't even want, I don't even mean one that's like kind of like acclaimed, like mm. you know, Star Wars is quite well received, or maybe a Marvel film that's yeah. like well received. It's always Transformers or Batman or just just ripped people or big muscly things just smashing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um Rugby players will always be like, I just remember there was a year and there was a Transformers film out and um, uh, I don't know why I went to the rugby a lot this year, but there's a Transformers film out and the the, the film out was um, Black Swan, the big Oscar winner, right? And every rugby player in their interviews would say their favorite movie was Transformers 4 or whatever number it was, like famously ridiculously bad movie and who says it's that favorite film of all time yeah. like surely transformers <laughs> one is better than that and next thing um all the cheerleaders in their interviews don't ask me why i'm reading cheerleader interviews but would always say black swan was always their favorite yeah. film again uh, it's weird to say your favorite film is a film of um the year that it came yeah, out yeah. um with no perspective what's your favorite film by the way I've got like a, a selection. I've got five. Oh, five. you missed a great opportunity to say Batman vs Superman. Oh, damn. Sorry. Or whatever. Or oh, whatever. Stupid. Movies. What's the What's the current big stupid film that's out at the moment? Um, what would be the current athlete's favorite film? Wait, I know this. I know this. Uh, I mean, well, Star Wars is out, so maybe Star Wars. Isn't there like? Um, oh, what about Justice League? Oh yeah, Justice League. <laughs> like, or what about Suicide like, Squad? What, no, what about um? There, there could be. It's not really 
a, a classic action film, but the new Jumanji because it's got Kevin Hart in it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kevin Hart and The Rock, perfect film. Um, uh, Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Someone said it was good though. Someone told me it's I'd good and that, that Jack Black's great in it. That's the, that's the that word on the street. Um, um, what are your favorite films? Oh, uh, okay, Vertigo. North by Northwest. Just, oh, sorry. I couldn't remember what Vertigo was, but I was just thinking of like one of those, like, um, I was thinking of like, isn't there a mountain movie, mountain climbing movie called Vertigo? Um, you mean like no, the classic. Is it, is it um, U2 song that goes, hello, hello, hola, another place called Vertigo. Is that the one where oh, he goes, right. um, one, two, three, fourteen, un, do, twas, catorze. Yeah. And then the other one goes like, he probably, ah, turn me up there, captain. <laughs> um, he's 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 probably he's probably on Vertigo there where he goes one two four because people always joke about that ah oh, he said one two fourteen or whatever um, he probably did that on purpose so he means like one two and then just you know go to a hundred like yeah. someone at the record label would have told him you know you're saying one two fourteen and he would have been like yeah shit yeah that's awesome yeah I I'd say so I doubt there'd be an accident like a U two album would be quite vetted before it comes out. Before it's forced onto people's iPhones. Yeah. So Vertigo, so the classic Hitchcock. Yeah, remember once when we when we went to San Francisco, I made you bike around went to and the go sites. to some locations. Okay. That really pissed me off, eh? Because that was that was on the street. It's 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 a famous oh, San Francisco yeah. street, and the person had changed the yeah. look of their house because so they're sick of tourists coming. Yeah, we should. I should vent about that as well because that fired me up. I knew it was going to happen because I'd seen it online. But still, the, pe- yeah. the people who live in. Uh, the house that is Scotty's house in Vertigo. Uh, so it's where yeah. James Stewart's character lives. And it had quite a, quite a distinctive kind of um, retro entranceway. And they got sick of people mm. taking photos there. Or, or just kind of like, yeah, looking at it, that they built a big wall around the door. Just move. And it, yeah. It's like... But surely when you buy the house, It's like people know, in Auckland who live next to Eden Park, the rugby stadium, and get annoyed that rugby games happen outside their house. Why'd you move next to a rugby you, stadium? And you know when they bought that, that the headline in the um, the real estate agent's headline was some, like, Alfred Hitchcock title. Yeah. You know that was, like, yeah. the main thing they highlighted. Um, yeah. But, okay, so Vertigo, North by Northwest, another Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, to Catch a Thief, another Alfred Hitchcock. And then Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Those are the four. I said there were five, but there's four. Uh, so three Alfred Hitchcocks in Home Alone. Yeah, and I recently, on my it, travels in Europe, went to uh, the south of France and did a lot of the To Catch a Thief locations. I'm very um, I'm very embarrassed that um, the only film of your favorite films that I've seen is Home Alone, Lost in New York. <laughs> um, well, you've been to so some of the you, locations. You Home Alone t- are you Home Alone 2, not Home Alone 1? I love Home Alone 1, but for some reason Home Alone 2 is... Oh, it's the magic one. Yeah, it's always Rockefeller been... Even though it was the Christmas I'm pretty tree. sure it was much worse received. Like, a lot of people... like I, So I do, I do comedy shows and sometimes yeah. put out music. And yeah. I've never Check had any time for critics. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> RottenTomatoes.com, Home Alone 2, Lost yeah. in New York... 24% makes me sick. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I think that's a bit harsh. Makes me sick. 
Um, <laughs> I also went to New York um, for the first time last year, and I went to all the Home Alone two locations. I love going to the film locations, but especially of of all the oh, and but by the way, how lo- how well was Home Alone one received? I think pretty well. Uh, I'm not. I can't remember the number off by heart. I, I guess the reason why it would be panned by critics, maybe, can I just try and put some logic behind it? Is that like it was a formula based on the first one? Mm, but and you probably saw the second one first. No, I, I, I doubt it. But um, that is a good theory. Oh, well. But I think I think the critics just like generally just assume sequels are bad. That's my theory. Mm. Well, they love Toy Story too, but yeah, um, true, yeah maybe. But I just think I just think is because like it's basically it's ludicrous. I guess when you go to see Home Alone two, it's ludicrous that they left their kid at home again. No, they didn't. Like he got on the wrong flight and he goes to New York instead of Florida. Ah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. They live, I in, stand they live in Chicago. They live in Chicago. Oh, I stand so corrected. It's a totally. But I just know thing. that like I um i once went on holiday and forgot my glasses and i since then i always you know i never forget where my glasses are i always know where my glasses are and if you lost your kid once Mm -hmm. and he got um attacked by criminals to the point where he had to he had no help from the police for some reason Mm -hmm. and he had to defend his house using um homemade um booby traps yeah uh i think from then on out from that traumatic scarring experience You'd be very sure of where your kid is at all times, yeah. Well, and the fact that he got on the wrong flight and then just fly him straight. You have like ten kids, and then go try taking them on a holiday, and you're running late for a flight, <laughs> and you see yeah. if you manage to get them all on board, mate. Okay. Um. Let me question it on this though. Did you say they were going? The family was going to Paris, and he went to New York. No, no, they were going to Florida. Okay, okay. Because I was about to do the international domestic terminal. Logic, but no, I see this plot is airtight. Yeah, airtight. Um, so sorry, just one other thing to ask you. We've really um, the basketball chat has really gone by the wayside. Um, which of you've done the film like checked out the film locations? We've been to the Greece. We went to the Greece High School. Yeah, Venice Beach High School in Los Angeles, which is known as R- R- Rydell High. Yeah. Um, on we went to the bleachers. That's all the same, which is crazy. I guess they want to keep it for future movies. But um, it's cool. He can still go in there. It's not big fences around it like most LA high schools. Don't ask me why I know most LA high schools have big fences around them. Um, I just know that. Um, but you can go into Ride Out High. Uh, of all the film locations you've been to and kind of like like homemade film tours you've done yeah. around the world, you've also been to the Hobbit set. You've done Home Alone. You've done Vertigo. You've done that French thing, you've done London, you've done Harry Potter. What's your favorite? What's like, what's the best film location you've been to? Oh man, that's quite tough. Has any lived up to it though? Cause they often suck, right? You often go there and what's kind of cool. Like the magic doesn't really. Uh, yeah, no, I always enjoy it. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. Can I throw out a softball? Yeah. I always like, I always like, and I don't even know if this is true or bullshit. When you do the UFO, uh, the, just the basic studio tour, Mm. on um universal studios universal studios they claim that the set of the town hall was used for both back to the future multiple times because mm. they did multiple movies in multiple time periods yeah and also to kill a mockingbird yeah. and i was like if that is true that is a legendary set yeah that is a legendary set and it's definitely true like that's undoubtedly the town square from uh yeah, but do you think they do you think they maybe used that set and then moved it there, or you know, like uh, I doubt it. 
I know they did move the. Um, it guts me that they moved the psycho set. I mean, it's still cool that the, you, you can see the psycho set, but uh, yeah, it's just sad that it's not in its original place. Not it shouldn't matter. I remember when I the first time I did the tour, they combined the psycho set with um, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Yeah. So you saw the psycho house, and yeah. it wasn't scary because it was like these big candy canes popping up from the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I remember that as well. Um, um okay. Uh, with just speaking of sets, though, you know how me and you got a a photo on the Warner Brothers tour of the um, Friends couch. That was not the Friends set we were on. <laughs> nah, I think it was. Like it was like this tiny little room out. You know, like a set is huge. Nah, but remember anyway. they had to sub these sets in front of live audiences, don't they? Yeah, but the yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. um. Uh, so, favorite thing you visited? Favorite location? I, th- I mean, it's quite hard to be honest. I did think v- v- doing the Vertigo ones were quite cool, just because that had been like maybe one that I'd wanted to do the most. Just because I think in that film, if you haven't seen that film, you got to watch it. It's, I mean, it's not just me who says it's, it's one crazy. of the best films of all time. It's like genuinely maybe rated. The best film of all time. Also, check out the mountain gl- climbing film uh, Vertigo as well. I don't also. think that exists. Not considered reckon, one of the best. I reckon you're thinking of like, um, no, nah, I can't remember what it's called. But I can seen think. Dante's Peak, mate. It's like a vol- It's about a volcano. All right, um, uh, but but just San Francisco is such a um, such a key part of that film. Like it's and it's such like a creepy yeah. vibe that uh, I always wanted to go there. And uh, I mean, I still haven't really finished the because there's a there's a very key. Um, location we didn't go to that I still got to go to, but um, but I'll go there one day. I might take in a warrior. What's the key location? The, the forest? Uh, no, no. Oh, that would be cool. Um, I like that you claimed you hadn't seen it, but then you know about the forest. Uh, no, because we tried to watch it the night before and I fell asleep watching it. Okay. Um, well, I don't. I don't want to. Sp- Not because it was bad, because I was fatigued from my travel. I don't want to spoil it, but basically, the the where the where the climax of the film takes place. So you watch the film and you'll, you'll know where we didn't go. Um, okay. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but um, one of the characters suffers from vertigo. Um, speaking of difficult things to do, it was difficult. Oh, this is a segue. Uh, I, I had this planned and then I've stuffed it up. It was difficult for Paul to pick his favorite movie location. And it's also difficult for Paul to speak positively about the Atlanta magic every week, but he does it anyway. It's time for... What's the segment called? Magic Mayhem. Magic Mayhem! Be humble! I'm not getting you sit down. Be humble! I used to be jealous of Mary Apollo. We're taking every game personal. I'm not helping. Sit down. Wow! Okay. Yeah. So this week I decided. Uh, I actually wanted because when whenever someone asks me who my favorite team is and I say the Orlando Magic, I often get this response that's like "What?" <laughs> and but like they're not they're not one of the best teams, and it it fires me up to be honest because it's like no, but oh, yeah. you can't just so um I decided to actually write a little open letter to the the bandwagoners. About, okay. About. Well, I'll just read it. This is the weirdest thing you've ever done, and I'm worried you're spiraling into insanity. I, I wrote it um, very late last night. 
<laughs> and I haven't read it back since. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Dear bandwagoners, when this letter reaches you, I'm certain that your team will be doing well. <laughs> because if they weren't, they wouldn't be your team. When someone... <laughs> All right. It's quite a long letter. We can't have laugh breaks. When someone okay. when someone asks no no you can feel free when someone asks me my favorite team I don't have to think about it it will always be the Orlando Magic whether they go eighty two and O or O and eighty two or obviously any of the other number combinations in between more likely to be um, O and eighty two okay thank you my mother once magnetized a Robert Louis Stevenson quote to our fridge that read to travel hopefully is a better thing than to arrive. That quote has always stuck with me and it becomes my mantra <laughs> when times get tough and the magic start losing. <laughs> the reward <laughs> is in the journey and as the rapper J. Cole once said, there is beauty in the struggle. When the magic finally win their first title, you'll probably be a magic fan, but my happiness and your happiness will not be the same. Mine will be the purest level of joy that can only be reached by watching years of Nikola Vucevic jacking long twos and playing no defense, or Rob Hennigan <laughs> trading away future All-Stars for close to nothing, or the Los Angeles Lakers stealing all our good players. Meanwhile, you'll be there on the back of the bandwagon, hiding in the percussion section, wearing the Aaron Gordon jersey you bought two weeks earlier. You'll get that gambler's buzz from having picked the winner, but ultimately, you'll never be truly happy. So find your team and love them until you die. From Paul. Great. Very well done. Bravo. Um, I'm clapping my hand against my chest because I'm holding my microphone. That was very, very good. Um, and well written as well. That was great. Uh, so, yeah, the Magic haven't been winning many games. Fair to say. They are the... They are, no, sorry to hear, man. They, sorry to hear. But you wrote... It was worth it for that letter. That was worth it. They're uh, currently the second worst team in the NBA by, I think, a game. They're a game ahead of the Atlanta Hawks. So it is... We won't talk about it... We won't talk about it too much, but I think this is positive. Like... I said the Magic should be tanking. I didn't know why they're trying to win last year. This year they started strong, and I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe they'll." You know, it's pro it's probably better to be tanking than it is to be going for the eighth seed. And um, now they've got no option but to tank, really. Um, and I'm sure they'll get a bit better, like because I mean they're doing so. Like they're not as bad as they're doing. Mm. Oh, they're going to finish strong for sure. But like no, but 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 just keep them like the, tell the coach just keep them down for this year. And um, it's the last mm. year to tank, and they've got their pick, right? They've got. Please tell me they've got their pick. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely got their pick. They've got their pick, so that's um, real positive. I feel like just one team we should quickly talk about is the Miami Heat. Uh, yeah, state rivals of the Orlando Magic, and previously yeah. one of my most hated teams. Although their current team, I can't, I kind of love. Uh, They've lost their best player. Um, uh, they've lost their best player, Dion Waiters injury. Well, arguably, um, best player as they've gone on an absolute tear with him out. Uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's a he's a cancer. So he's a human cancer, but he's also my favorite player. They've won seven straight, and they're now almost tied with the Cavs for the fourth. They're like a game behind the Cavs. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, impressive. Uh, yeah. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, although it did feel like they were, they'd started really poorly and were like bound to get better. But um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs, I reckon. I didn't realize though. I didn't realize that they were that hot. Yeah, they were that hot. Yeah, they beat uh, decent wins as well. Like not complete. Mm. Oh well, they've beat the Magic twice. Um, but they yeah. they've had some did good you wins. See them beat pl- the did you Raptors? Bucks. Yeah. Did you see that did Raptors what? game? It was crazy. The Raptors. Um, nah, mate. I'm in Spain. I haven't watched any game? of that bullshit. Right. It was a crazy finish. Nah, 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 nah. I haven't. I haven't watched anything. So it was in Toronto where Toronto had hardly lost, like they maybe lost one game this year or something. And then um, DeRozan drove in, yeah. missed the shot for the win, but got his put, got the ball back and put it in to go up by, uh, yeah. I guess, maybe one. And then they um, yeah. they inbounded, Miami called a timeout, inbounded to Wayne Ellington in the corner. And uh, my guy, who I really like because I feel like oh. he... Um, he mimics my style of play. Pascal Siakam runs out, closes out poorly. Uh, and then yeah. Wayne Ellington, who's basically just a three-point specialist, uh, dribbles in and just lays the ball up, just easily does an unguarded layup to win the game. And, uh, yeah. and, I... then, and then you probably saw the clip of uh, DeRozan and Dragic, DeRozan trying to fight Dragic yeah. after the game. I unfortunately did see all of that, and can I just say that that was... I mean, shout out to um, the Heat for drawing up a good play, but that was some pitiful defense from the Raptors. Like, it, not only that, not only was... Um, they Didn't they give up a layup to lose the game, but um, uh, there was a Heat player like White... That, who's that White guy? Yeah, who, Kelly Olenek like, was um, open. It was funny, they all just... Who looks like... They just got so confused, and they looks all like, s- switched on to, like, one dude. Um, I was just about to say my joke. He looks like... Um, Oh god! Almost nailed comedy here. He looks like Ashton uh, Kutcher again. Are you going to say Austin Kutcher? Because he doesn't. Nah, um, nah, 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 nah. Um, the cartoon, cartoon with the dog that talks. Uh, Scooby Doo. Oh, Shaggy. Shaggy. He looks like Shaggy. Nah, wow. he doesn't. I am a great comedian. He uh. he doesn't either. <laughs> he has worst hair in the NBA, by the way. Can I say that? Oh, that's a big call. What about March and Gortat? Nah, he's worst. There's a lot of bad uh, ones out there. Marson's bad. Marson's well, oh, kind of like Luke doing like Babbitt? comedy. I mean, I haven't seen, I don't even know if Luke Babbitt's in the league, but he used to have this it. like amazing haircut that was like, um, was like, he looked like a medieval warrior. Like it was like crazy. Yeah. Now nah, Luke, Luke Babbitt. Google it. Uh, Google image Luke Babbitt, man. Um, if you're <laughs> listening to this, some of them, he's just kind of like got a weird skinhead <laughs> thing going on. But then some of them, it's like yeah. unbelievable. Oh, he plays for the Atlanta Hawks. How's that guy still in the league? Anyway, um, who are some other real bad haircuts? Oh, I talked about that guy who plays for the Spurs last time. Anyway, um, speaking of bandwagon fans, mm. I just bought a um, Real Madrid Rudy Fernandez basketball jersey. 
because um, I just went to see uh, Real Madrid play basketball. Amazing. I paused like there was going to be a sting. Um, yeah. But uh, I, don't have a, just I don't have a Real Madrid sting. I could whip one up. Just got back. Now, this is exciting because I got to see um, Luka Donick. Yeah, I think it's Don Cheech. No, it's Luka Donick. Oh, I'm going to say Don Cheech, so... So here's my thing. I watched the introductions of all the players in the European European League because yeah. I want to get the proper pronunciations right. I've got no good pronunciations. Yeah. And the commentator says the names like Luka Donick, and he says like Rudy Fernandez. Yeah. Like he says the names so quickly, it's like he doesn't know how to say them. Yeah. My theory is that Spanish people can't speak. Spanish. No, well, Luca Doncic so isn't Spanish. You've got to remember, so that probably is the case. Nah, but still, he says it all the time. <laughs> they just say the names fast, and they can't. The only time he doesn't say it fast though is when Rudy Fernandez makes a three, and I'll give you an impersonation of what they do because he makes quite a few because he's good. He's, he's amazing three point shooter now, by the way. They could put him back in the NBA just for his three point shooting alone. They go, Rudy Fernandez. It's so cool how he rolls the roo. Yeah. Rudy. <laughs> it's great. They do need to get And Peel love it. He, um, he probably doesn't need to. He makes $3 million a year playing in Spain and knowing their shonky-ass system, he doesn't pay any tax on it or some shit. Like, um, he is a pretty big star, and in his later years, it's probably more... I don't know. I can't remember if it's easy to play in Europe or if it's easy to play in... I think it's much tougher on the body maybe to play in Europe. But here's a... I've got a few interesting observations. The first one is Rudy Fernandez, their highest paid player, um, and Luka Donick, their star, MVP. They gave him some sort of MVP trophy before the game, (laughs) which was moronic because they gave him the trophy facing the back to the camera. So the commentator and him, they just like... The camera on the big screen was just filming their back. Anyway... um, uh, but they didn't start. And my theory is, is that they've got a Euro. This was just a Spanish league game. They've got a Euro league game on Wednesday, so they rest their star players because they will. They've beat this team. They play, were playing. Let me just um, find out their name real quick. I, this is speaking of butchering a name. Um, they're called Montecat, which I think is the sponsor. Fulin Labradia. Okay. Fuin Labrada. Yeah. Montecat, Fulin Labrada. I'm actually, can I just, That's this is a play. good time to say I'm actually learning Spanish on Duolingo at the moment. Well, how do you say Montecat, Fulin Labrada? I'm 15% fluent. So. How do you say, <laughs> no, you are not. No, you are I not. Um, no, interesting they start those guys ask me on how the, to say, yeah, sorry. ask me how to say girls or boys. Uh, how do you say girls and boys? Uh, girls, niñas, boys, Ninos. So oh, that's pretty 15% good. 15% fluent. Um, well, is that where El Nino comes from? Mm, maybe. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's funny. What happened to El Nino? The, is that gone? Uh, so Duolingo is an app for learning languages. And uh, it's funny, some of the sentences, like when I first started, and it's like basic. So you think they're giving you the absolute essentials you need. And like I remember one of the uh, main sentences they got me working on was... Um, Translated to, uh, I am a girl, I drink milk. And <laughs> I thought that, <laughs> that's really going to come in handy when I'm over there, <laughs> considering I am not right. a girl 
And like, how often do you just need to tell someone that you drink milk? Like, <laughs> you don't need to learn Spanish like a nerd. Okay, I'm here in Spain right now, mm-hmm. and I haven't even spoken. I don't even know what hello is. All you do is just say what you want to say in English, real loudly and slowly. So you just go, Burger King. I want to get to a Burger King. <laughs> Burger King. And then sometimes I Google Burger King and I point to it on a photo. Yeah. Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> How do I get to a Hard what? Rock? Oh, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. Did you go to the taco in place? In my travels, did I go to a taco place? I recommended a taco place in Madrid. You're in Madrid, right? Taco. Oh, I missed it. Oh, you're still in Madrid. Do you leave tomorrow morning? Yeah. Oh, you're an idiot, mate. Did you not check Paul's, Paul's map of Europe? I just, you know, tacos are a Mexican thing and not a Spanish uh, thing. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. But <laughs> didn't stop me from eating some tacos at the game. I had a Nutella chocolate taco. Yum. No, but so you, you haven't been re- looking at my map I made you. Sorry, I haven't. Well, you blocked me from it. I was locked out of it originally, and then how many Spanish places? How many things in Madrid were there? One, and it was the taco place. You're an idiot. <laughs> so the map you made me mm-hmm. just had one taco place on it. Oh, in Madrid. Yeah. I think it's called Taco <laughs> El Pastor or something. It's incredible, Damn man. Oh, you have to queue for I'm like actually disappo- 20 minutes to get in, but then once you're in... I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed I missed out on it. But as I said, I did have some pretty disgusting stadium tacos yeah. um, and a Nutella taco at the game. Right. Um, I, yeah. Uh, so other EuroLeague um, observations I had, because, I, you know, Luka Donick. Doncic. Don't know how to say his name. Uh, I'm, I think it's Luka Donick. It's just to say it like the commentator, Luka Donick. Right, I just, I'm just going uh, he, off what uh, someone online said. They explained how to say well, Rudy it. Fernandez. And they said. Oh, yeah, well, someone online will definitely know. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, just oh, a quick observation about Europe. It's cra- I mean, I know I'm going to touristy places. I'm not definitely not doing the intrepid journey. But, like, the hard rock cafes are out of control. Rome has two hard co- yeah. rock cafes. There is a hard rock cafe in Venice. Yeah, I didn't see any Venice, of these this tiny island. What'd you say? I don't think I have, I've seen a, a single hard rock cafe over in Europe, but... No, because, like, they're literally... They put them mm. either... They put them in the most prominent location, yeah. like, right in the main square... Or, you know, we're, you know, there's always, you know, it's the worst place. It's, there's a Zara and an H&M there. Yeah. Or they'll have just the clothing store. Yeah. So Venice doesn't just have a Hard Rock Cafe. It also has a Hard Rock Cafe um, store. And it's right next to that famous bridge. You know, the famous bridge that everyone goes on in Venice? Like the Rialto Bridge. The Rialto Bridge. The Hard Rock Cafe. If, if you've been to the Rialto Bridge, you would have seen the Hard Rock Cafe. Maybe you just didn't notice it. Um, but there's always the same crappy stores, mm. H&M. Zara, Hard Rock Cafe. Here's the thing. It's how and Sephora. A fun thing to talk about while I was in Spain. I was walking down. Uh, what? What could be more funner than talking about the Hard Rock Cafe? Well, I was walking down Silken Ramblas in, uh, which is the main tourist street in Barcelona, and yeah, and then I I literally looked up and I was like, "What's that weird place up there?" I I weirdly I usually look at the ground when I walk. I looked up and I saw it, uh, hashtag look up, and uh, and then I realized it was the it was the NBA cafe that they weirdly have in Barcelona, 
So I went up. So of well. course I went in, and so it's it's weirdly for anyone who doesn't know about this. If you ever go to Barcelona, right there on on Silk and Ramblas, there's a uh, a licensed NBA cafe, and uh, you go in, and it's it's quite it's a good time. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to look at, but it's just cool because there's like <laughs> it's NBA themed, and uh, I loved that going up the stairs in the entrance way. They have uh, they have all the a team one jersey of every team. And they've got like kind of their star player, you know, like uh, uh, you know the the Warriors, all well, the Cavaliers had like a LeBron jersey, and the who's the star player of the Magic? Uh, this is what I was getting to. Um, Trick question. They don't have one. No, they had Mario Hazonia, who uh, oh. at the time, like he he has played well recently, but uh, at the time had not been playing much. He's not Spanish though, is he? No, he's Croatian. Um, yeah, I should have guessed that from Hazonia. It's actually crazy. Mario, like, so I went to Croatia last year, uh, and mm. the whole time I often would think about like Mario Hazonia and uh, Dario Saric. I was just thinking it's crazy. Like you're walking around this like medieval castle city, and you just think it's crazy that someone played basketball here and got good at basketball and made it to the NBA. You know? Yeah. You just can't. It is cool, like in um, yeah. even in the main. I think they probably didn't grow up in the castle bit. Yeah, I think they probably yeah. grew up in the outskirts. No, no, no. I, I know. It's I like know. it's like Venice is a huge city. It's just you, normal people don't live in the tourist bit, the island bit. Like they live on like kind of the more main, bigger islands. Um, I understand that, but it still was cool walking in the in the main tourist whatever uh, Dubrovnik, walking around the the, the top of the wall. And just seeing in the corner, there was like this real cool uh, basketball court there. And I took a photo and I was yeah. going to caption it, ball is life. But then... Just it's where they... Um, it's where back in the old days they played... Uh, in the old days they played basketball. Mm. It was quite funny. I did the Real Madrid um, stadium tour for the... Uh, not for the basketball team, obviously, for the football team. So good. Went to the Bernabeu. Yeah. I also saw Real Madrid lose... To um, some shit kicker Spanish team. Oh wow! One uh, 0 at the Bernabeu, which is quite cool. Yeah. The other night, um, but uh, the stadium tour so good. They let you go in the changing rooms, down the tunnel, sit on the bench. Mm. Um, really, really yeah. uh, good tour, and they have all the trophies, all the memorabilia. It was a great tour. But what was hilarious is the basketball section because Real Madrid has. Like a lot of European clubs, they have a soccer team, which is their main thing, and then they have basketball and they have volleyball. Ten- they have every ball? sport club, basically. Yeah, yeah normally. Mm. And Real Madrid, um, like their main ones are basketball, and they're big at basketball. They've won like quite a few EuroLeague Cups. They, uh, they're the Glamour team, as I said. They're like the Lakers or anyway. The, man, the They're the Real Madrid of football, of basketball. And... Um, their basketball, you walk through the soccer team, it's this amazing, like, 3D interactive experience with, like, all the merchandise, all the jersey, all these trophies. And then you walk down the hallway just through the normal stadium, and it's cold. You are outside. There's no, like, heating to warm you up and stuff. And just in the corner, they've got some shitty old basketball jerseys and a few newspaper clippings. And then it's back to, like, the, these are the champions, the 3D experience soccer yeah. museum again like the basketball bit was so hilariously shit there was another basketball bit where they had the actual euroleague trophies but like it was just so funny how secondary it was to football yeah yeah um 
okay, so I went to a, a Real Madrid game. Quite good. They played a huge, like, 15,000, like, NBA-style stadium. A bit shitter than NBA stadium, but still um, pretty good. Mm. Uh, Luka Donick, um, to be honest, it was weird, as I said, it was weird how the stars didn't start. Yeah. And I, as I said, I think it's because it was quite an easy win for them. They won by 20, um, so they're resting them. But uh, maybe it's just like – because in, in EuroLeague, I think I, in Europe, I think I heard that they play all the time. And I think they have a game like on – they played on Sunday, then they play on Wednesday, then they play on Friday, then they play on Saturday. Like they have like so many games because they play Spanish League and EuroLeague. Um, but uh, – so they never train. They just play games like nonstop. Yeah. And, oh no, they do. Or they do train. I can't remember what the dif- difference between NBA. Someone did a good report on the difference between NBA and Europe. Anyway, um, Donick was really interesting because he just didn't stand out really at all. Now in Euroleague, they do. They really spread the ball around and they really um, spread the minutes. Mm. Like, like it's why players go. Like star NBA players go to or kind of like NBA players go to Europe. And don't, you know, it's good. If you average 15 points in Europe, you're a star. Like, you know, in the NBA, a 30 point. It's it's complete opposite of China where people average 60. Yeah. Um, but uh, Donick, like, especially in the first half, like he hardly got the ball, which is crazy considering he's the point guard. Like would kind of bring it up and pass and like not come back to him. Hmm. And like they said, other people working well, so they just didn't go to him. But um, in the second half, he... he uh, he he tried a bit harder. At one point, he tried one glamour kind of fancy move. He tried to go around the back on a guy driving the lane and then the floater. Um, not only did he ear like kind of brick the floater, um, he laid an ear ball to floater. But he um, and on that when he, after he went around the back and the crowd went ooh, um, he lost his shoe and then had to play the next position um, <laughs> with a sock on. And that was um, that was probably the high point of the game for me. He was very mature and under control for a point guard. The weirdest thing, though, is that he's got very baggy short shorts. Yeah. And, like, every player obviously has a certain level of ba- bag. The, 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 the EuroLeague, the Adidas uniforms are very similar, like, NBA cuts. Pretty normal. But he must have been wearing, like, shorts, like, 4XL or something. Because mm. they were still around his waist, but they, they went past his knee. And I don't know if the same yeah. is continuing to the NBA. He's bringing but back it was a that, very bad style. that 2004 aesthetic. He didn't look that tall. Now, I checked him out on Draft Express. Yeah. Draft Express is listing him as 2 meters 03, which for a point guard is huge. Massive. They're saying he's yeah. basically like they're saying he's basically like LeBron dimensions yeah. or Ben Simmons. And out on the court there, um, he didn't seem that big. And what's really suspicious is Real Madrid, his team, lists him as 5 centimeters shorter at 1 meter 98, which is my height, which is 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. So weird. I don't know what's going on there, but it just sounds like his manager is, um, or his agent is just like added five centimeters to his height. Someone was also bringing up that uh, how built he is for a, like usually guys come into the league yeah. and skinning as hell. And he's like, obviously because he's been working yeah. out with a professional team for however many years that he's like already. So many years. Ripped. He's already won two European championships, yeah. I think. yeah. Or European, I don't um, know. Is he definitely going to yeah. be a point guard in the NBA is the question I want to ask. Well, I wanted to bag him, and then I realized he's like 18 or 19. Right. So he's like surprisingly mature and under control for that age. That you're calling bust. He was definitely a point guard. He can't shoot threes. Like he's shooting like 30-something percent. Like, well, that's a pretty weird thing to say because obviously 38 percent is great and 32. He's not shooting great percentage from three. I can't remember what it is. But um, and considering that's the European, the international three point line, like yeah. not a great sign. 
Um, so I'd say he's definitely not like a specialist. I, he didn't look great, to be honest. Right. Like you'd expect more from like a, you know, he's kind of like a, phenom- a hyped number one pick. Yeah. You'd kind of, I don't know. Anyway, but I mean, the experts know more than I do, but the eye test from old guy, the advanced analytics, not good. Okay. Um, other advanced analytics from Europe, um, just quickly. These are things I wrote down. Um, one piece of ice. When you buy a Coke or an iced tea, they put in just one large ice cube as oh, opposed wow. to many small ones. Yeah, I didn't really notice that. Um, the players the players drank um, glass, like their water bottles, like they're drinking water, they're drinking bottled water, and it was in large like glass bottles like you'd have in a restaurant. So classy. Like it was San Pellegrino or yeah, something. so classy. It was, as you can tell, mainly water-based observations um, yeah. from me. Um, Rudy Fernandez looks like he should be in like a production of Les Mis or something. Right. He just looks so European. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got, he's got his hair swept to one side. Yeah. He looks like, he looks very European. I don't know. Just weird for a basketball player. Look, quite a few of them had like, I mean, very bad haircuts, but like, it's hard when you're a white guy. In fairness, he is is very European. He's literally from Spain, Um, lives in Spain. Rudy, for, he could follow on Instagram, by the way. Check him out. Um, he went to the same game I went to. It must have been disappointing. As um, it was the first time Real Madrid had lost back-to-back games at home in the Spanish league since. Were like, the fans fired up? History. When, nah, 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 nah. When I went to a game, I thought it was crazy because every time uh, Christian, uh, not Christian Bale, uh, shout out to actor Christian Bale. Every time Gareth Bale got the ball, the crowd made this mm. noise. They were like, "Oh no!" They whistled. They were like. The whistle, yeah. yeah. Whistle's like a boom. Yeah, I didn't realize that. And I just thought it was like, because um, the thing is, he, I thought he was playing really well. So they won 3 0, mm. and he like had a part, and he, he basically assisted two of the goals. And uh, yeah. And then afterwards, I was reading articles, and it was like um, the other players coming to his defense saying that it wasn't fear that the fans were booing him. And, uh, and I felt bad because I was out there whistling him as well. And. Uh, they um not knowing what I was doing. They started whistling Ronaldo this game because uh, he couldn't like convert on like he had like three good opportunities in the first half. Didn't do it, yeah. and they yeah they ended up losing. Also, when I went, I went round to the um where the the players drive out afterwards, and the police were like trying yeah. to keep everyone back against the um road, and uh, yeah, and then I actually thought these kids said that Ronaldo had already left, and then I walked down to the um the traffic lights. And then uh, uh, he he drove out and he stopped at the red light. And so everyone ran out, including me. We ran out and we just like, I stood right next to his uh, car window and he was just there. What sort of car was it? Not sure. My knowledge of cars isn't good. It was like a flash sports car. And then directly. Real ugly though. Sorry. On Instagram, he's always driving like a Bugatti Viron or whatever, which is like yeah. a real flash car, but like real ugly. To be honest, I don't really remember what the car was looking like. I was mainly just looking at him, and he was with like, obviously his wife, I guess. Um, and then behind him, Gareth Bale left by himself in just like a uh, like a Range Rover or just like some sort of like GP car, you know? And uh, GP car. I felt real sorry. Oh, G- oh, GP car. Yeah, like a like a Jeep, like <laughs> like a, a Jeep esque car. Yeah, some sort yeah. of like it was like a Range Rover or something. And um, I felt real sorry for Gareth Bale. I don't know why. Obviously, he's like so rich and uh, lives an incredible life. So I shouldn't feel sorry for him. But I was just thinking, like, I don't know, just getting booed, living in Spain, where you know you don't probably. Well, he he lives he lives a life of like. Um, 
to link back to the start of the podcast, like he's like Clay Thompson, mm. but he uh, he. If if Clay Thompson starts playing bad, like the fans turn on you. Yeah, um, it's interesting for Gareth Bale because he came. They won two Champions Leagues, I think, with him, mm. and he being a key player in the in the finals. I'm basing this information on stuff I saw at the museum today. By the way, um, I know nothing about football or about Real Madrid, um, but I, I was glad to see them lose. It was quite fun. Um, yeah, he he had two he had two like. Um, hands and two things, but the people have turned on him. Also Zidane Zidane, or whatever the coach is called. Zidane, the guy did the headbutt in the World Cup final. Yeah. Zidane Zidane. I've never said his name out loud. I just realized I don't know how to say it. Zinedine, people are turning on him Zidane, and he's like one, he's won two Champions League. Like, surely he's got to get some. It's funny how after every game he says, um, the team played really well. We just didn't win. And I was like, that's pissing off the fans so much. Yeah. Um, there's rumours they might be going after Neymar. How do you feel about that with your Paris Saint-Germain support hood? I don't like it one bit. But Do you hear about that? Uh, no, I didn't. But they're, They are a mental team. Like They call themselves the greatest team of all time, but they're like, well, the greatest team in the world. But like they just get every, every good player in my lifetime has played for them. Like Zidane Zidane, oh, Raul. What about um, uh, Barca as well? Like They haven't had They Messi. tried to get Messi. Yeah. Um. Do you know? No. Get this. You know, Harmi is like the star of Colombia. Yeah. He wasn't getting any game time for them. Yeah. So they've loaned him to Bayern Munich, and he's a star in their face. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Like they need him now. I feel, they need. I Harmes. feel like we're, we're almost going too deep into football chat, and neither. Nah, are... not deep enough, mate. <laughs> okay, keep going. No, we should wrap up. We, we should yeah. wrap up the podcast. Yeah. But that was oh, two things. I two things. I think that um, the NBA can take from European football. Mm. One of them is loan players. So if you've got too much talent, I don't really know how this works. And the NBA probably work the other way. Yeah, because Barcelona and um, the top teams have too much talent. Yeah, they take their players that aren't getting much burn and they lend them. So the other team plays their salary to another team, even though they can bring them back. Mm. And um, I don't see how this would so, benefit the team in the NBA that was getting the player. You know, so say like, so say like for example, what if like when the um, when the Sixers weren't playing Jali or Loka for, if they loaned yeah. him to say the Magic, and then yeah. the Magic like give him heaps of game time, get him good, <clears throat> and then he goes back to Philly, you know. Why would the so in, want to do that? So, yeah. So, so it's crazy. Okay, I'll explain it to you. But um, it's crazy to think of this in European football, right? Because obviously um, the Champions League is all the best teams in Europe. And um, the best the best teams uh, from Spain are normally in there, definitely always Real Madrid. Mm. And the best team from Germany is almost always Bayern Munich. Why would you lend the superstar to one of your rivals? Like, imagine if... They play, um, they're playing Paris Saint-Germain, your team next, ironically. Mm. But um, imagine if they play them and Hamiz messes them up and they're like, that's our player. Like, that's horrible, right? Um, But in the NBA, it would work the opposite way. And this is bad. And I I, I sound like I'm really pro-tanking. I'm not. But the way it would work is, listen to this, it would go the other way. So instead of a player you don't use much on a good team, getting some burn on another team, oh, you'd, it would be... You'd loan a good you'd player. You'd get rid of your good player yeah, that's messed to up, a team man. that's going to try and win the championship to tank. Yeah, that's, so nah, the magic... I don't like that one, but... 
No, to add to that though, you would also get the player into a winning culture. So the yeah. Magic often get criticised because they've got a bad culture, and players like Aaron Gordon are not developing, or Victor Oladipo when he played for the Magic are not developing properly because they're in a bad culture. Imagine if you lent them to keep, to, to make the tank mm. better to the Warriors. And in exchange, he got experience, got to possibly win a championship, and the magic got to tank. It's perfect, yeah. right? No, but no, no, but it, it, he learns his secrets. I, I don't like it because then, like, it'll just screw up. Like, you know, the finals. It's like the team that deserves to win might not win because the other teams just got all these great players from all these terrible teams. You know, at the last second. Yeah. Yeah, but that's shit. That's how European football works quite well. Um, I guess the yeah, the European football has even more super team mentality than the like. They're just Barcelona, Real Madrid are just so stacked. It's it's mental. Um, the other thing they could learn from Europe is um, uh, multiple things to play for each season. Yeah, I like, like they that. always have like a championship and a um, mm. premiership. Like they, they have like definitely a put competition. A, um, like they have a Ranfurly shield into the NBA where you... They just need more. Like, for all the teams that are all already eliminated and already, um, uh, like, not not challengers, mm. like, even the Heat you're talking That's, about, like, they're not a serious... Like, they wouldn't even be expected to beat the Raptors. Yeah, like. that is one thing that I, I idea I quite like is that the t- it's not just the worst team gets the top pick uh, or the most balls in the lottery. You play... Um, I like that the bad teams play like a mini tournament to, uh, mm. so you've got to then play well at the end of the season. So you can't just fully tank. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I had something good to say. Oh, um, no, you didn't, mate. I got, a, I got a message from a friend who had an idea. Uh, okay. And it was this. For the podcast or just in life? Oh, no, just about basketball or just about, about basketball. And for something to talk about. So this was Joseph Harper. He messaged saying... Oh, yeah. uh, Shout out to Joseph. ...that the New Zealand NBL should pull money to uh, sign the Lamello and Leangelo ball when they they are busts in Lithuania. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the thing. No one in New Zealand would even care. Like, how well would they even be known? Mm, I reckon relatively well in basketball circles. a few years ago, the um, Canterbury Rams tried to... This is a tiny team in Christchurch for anyone who doesn't know New Zealand basketball. Mm. Like a team that would have like average attendance of like 600 people. Um, They'd have more than that. Canterbury Rams tried to... Att- a, a, like tried to... When Dennis Rodman tr- was broke and tried to make a comeback, yeah. they like tried to like acquire like a 42-year-old Dennis Rodman that or something. sick. They get more than 600 people, surely. The Canterbury Rams? Yeah. On average attendance? Yeah. I once played against them. The stadium seated 7,000 people. Mm. And I honestly think because they had two cheer squads, they had a a, a cheer squad of women and a cheer squad of like young, like kids Mm. who were like just learning cheerleading. I honestly think there was more cheerleaders than there was um, fans Mm. or okay. Cheerleaders and score bench. If you add up the cheerleaders, score bench and floor cleaners, (laughs) There was more people there than there was fans in the crowd. And the stadium seats 7,000 people. It was a huge stadium. And they had two corporate tables. So two weird tables on one side of the court with no other people. And just two tables with like four people on them each. It's weird, man. It was amazing. Like, remember when we'd go to the Nelson Giants as kids and it was like popping off? Yeah. 
And I feel because we're from Nelson, mate, and as a whole, and there's nothing else to do. Right. But um, shout out to the Nelson Giants. The, the, shout the, out to the Nelson Giants. The one Giants. issue I have with it is that I I don't think um like you know the Nelson Giants for years we we had an MVP. So you're allowed two American imports, and we had a yeah a, an MVP import by the name of Josh Pace, who uh, yeah. he won the NCAA tournament with Carmelo Anthony and. Hakeem Warwick at Syracuse. Yeah. And he was incredible, right? Like, he was like... Yeah. Like, he couldn't have yeah. been that far off the NBA, do you reckon? No, but he he was a, um, a point guard who... A score-first point guard who doesn't shoot threes. Like, mm. he was like a it's, a... it's the toughest way to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like, he'd be... Like, I don't think LaMelo Ball, a 16-year-old LaMelo Ball would almost be good enough to be the one or especially sorry I should almost focus more on Leangelo because I feel like he's worse Leangelo I don't think would be good enough to be an import for the Nelson Giants is that fair to say yeah um that's a really good question um to be honest New Zealand American imports are like real hit and miss yeah that's true but um yeah ne- ne- yeah both of them Probably not, but like the, a team would definitely maybe take a flyer on them to get fans. Yeah. But yeah, the whole situation, to be honest, is bizarre. And I'm surprised that a D, they should be in the G League, really, is where they should be. Because that, imagine, imagine if they played for like. I think they, sh- um, they should just have done it the normal way and not done some shoplifting. And gone to college. Yeah. Nah, because that's hard. Like, I, I think the younger one still has potential. Yeah, yeah, he does. But the, me- the medium one, he was going to suck in UCLA anyway. Yeah, he was. Um, so it's better than to be found out. So imagine if they put them in the G League, right? In Los Angeles, I don't know what the LA team. I think they're Long Beach or something like that. Like, lost, they'd get ten thousand people. To, Los Angeles um, Lakers summer league team sells out the um, the the eighteen thousand seat stadium in Las Vegas. Like, if if those guys played in Los Angeles, because no one can Lakers fans can't afford Lakers tickets. Like, they would go along and sell out games in LA and they would be able to live in the same city as their brother and their reality TV show. It'd be such, anyway, mm. um, we've fixed. Yeah. We've, we've talked for too long. We've done, we've, we're in a deep hall and we're talking about where the ball brothers should go. Mm. Uh, I feel like we've covered all the world and all of basketball this week and, uh, we should probably wrap it up. Yep. Sounds good. Um, I, I won't do a, where in the world is Tabo Cephalosha today, but there has been some uh, what? big news on that front. So maybe we'll, We'll, we'll save it for next week. Wouldn't this be... Wouldn't this be the perfect okay, time? Okay. Well, should I do it? Or do you think there's not time? Nah. <laughs> save it for next week. We'll tease it. Save it for it's next week. And one. in the meantime, listeners, do not Google anything about him. Because... Do not Google anything about Tabo Cephalosha. Not that you're going to, or even you even you probably don't even know who Tabo Cephalosha was. You'll, you'll but, spoil um, it. You'll find out about it next week. Um, thanks for listening. I've been Guy. I've been Paul. And keep it easy. Keep it easy. Was that cool? I don't know. That can be your new catchphrase, though. I kind of like it. That's your new catchphrase. <laughs> you have to say it. Keep it easy. You have to say it at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> keep it easy. Peace. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.